Hello, and welcome to uh, LX2 Codependency Coaching. I am Stella and um, wanted to say hello. I will be recording hopefully every Friday, and the goal is to do it in the morning for my humans in the States, um, but you can watch this wherever and whenever, and that's fine. Um, got, got a lot done this week. Uh, was updating my website and uh, creating content and doing TikToks. So for those of you who haven't noticed, uh, the world is such that doing TikToks is how you apparently get noticed or seen. Uh, I spent a lot of time not wanting to get noticed or seen and now I'm on the TikTok. So uh, also old person who says the TikTok. And that's fine. <laughs> I will own that I am a woman of a certain age. Um, I was talking to my sister earlier today and I was telling her that I had gotten on TikTok earlier, like right after my workout, I was still sitting on the floor and um, I just decided to do a little thing because I had an idea, a thought. Um, and I wanted to share it with the world. So I wasn't wearing any makeup. I was just sitting in a sports bra on the floor uh, recording a video. And uh, I, I almost said, like, to the point that I was like, I mean, I feel like I look good for a woman. And then I almost said of my age. But then I was like, I look good, period, as a person with a face. Uh, and so it was kind of funny because then I was like, you know, and of my age. And she was like, no, you look fine regardless of your age. So I get in my head a lot about, um, especially like even doing these videos of like what I look like because a lot of value is placed on our appearance and I'm working on not making that the whole thing, uh, which is kind of going to lead us into what I want to talk about today. As I started um, a little bit of the conversation on self-love last time, uh, and this time I wanted to focus a little bit more on how we do that and how codependency affects that and all the other um, kind of aspects that it changes and can create uh, some negative thought bubbles or, or self-talk or whatever. Um, and so I was having a conversation yesterday with a really good friend of mine who was looking at like maybe wanting to get back into therapy and to working on herself. Um, and so she was talking about how she doesn't have any time. And so I was telling her a little bit about the, the self-love conversation that I had had with all of you and, and certainly with myself um, about how prioritizing our time is important. Um, I did finish the essay on self-love uh, this week because I was really inspired to write a lot about um, kind of the ideas that I want to talk about today and how self-love helps to kind of combat that need to seek validation from other people. And that is the, the core and foundation of codependency, not that you're dependent on other people for anything else other than, you know, um, needing to be accepted, seen, validated, and loved by them. Uh, and so you become dependent on that. And you, uh, a lot of times, I know for myself, like I have become hyper-independent when I um, 
when I am feeling kind of codependent and needing, you know, validation from others, I will become hyper independent, which means I do not accept help or I don't even ask for it a lot of the time. And that comes from, you know, kind of a, um, a toxic or challenging childhood. I, I struggle to use the word toxic because I don't think that parents or, you know, our, our families of origin are intentionally toxic. I think more than anything, everybody around us loves us the best that they can. Uh, and that's not always the best for us, but it's the best that they know how to do based on the tools that they have and, and the experience that they have. So, um, we're talking about our family of origin without, you know, kind of categorizing it or characterizing it as toxic or traumatic or terrible or whatever. I'm working for myself to like change the language to really just recognize that, you know, my parents did the best they could with what they had and what they had was probably not the best examples. Um, and certainly not the best examples of like conflict or communication or even attachment to a large degree. But in doing so, what I learned as a child was that one, validation from adults is important and I, I like to be liked, we all like to be liked. Um, and I like to get praise and positive reinforcement. Um, and the best way for me to do that is to make myself small, do whatever is requested of me, um, be kind of quiet and obedient and you know, help around the house and do all of those things. And so those are the things that I learned as a child to be able to get that positive reinforcement and certainly to get my needs met, right? And so I think the other piece is, especially around self-love, is when we want to get our own needs met, we're going to do whatever it takes, right? It's kind of a survival mechanism. Um, and so some of us become hyper-independent and don't need anything from anybody. And some of us become uh dependent on others for that validation and so the self-love piece is really difficult because it's not something we're organically taught to do um you know even from a very small age like kids like i you know i've said before they learn how to react or how to uh feel engaged based on what they're getting from the adults in their lives and so if if you know, you're smiling and cooing and talking to them, they're going to smile and coo and talk back to you because that is, you know, kind of that mirror neuron thing that we are interacting with each other. Um, as kids get older, and certainly in, in, you know, in certain environments, like, they may learn that it's kind of chaotic and there's a lot of, like, yelling or fighting or chaos or whatever, and so I'm going to make myself really small. I'm not going to... Um, I'm not going to make a big fuss or, or, you know, when, when I do have big feelings, then the adults get mad or they get frustrated or they yell at me. Um, I talk a lot, especially about, you know, my siblings, um, because I have that experience, but, um, they would lose their shoes constantly. And there were four of them under five for a long time. Uh, my mom had the four little kids every year and a half. Um, and so they're all about a year and a half apart. Lots of, lots of shoes to get lost. Um, but it would be frustrating, right? And as, you know, at, at that point, once the last one was born, I was 16, I was frustrated. I was angry. I was, I was the toxic human who was loving them the best I could, uh, with a not very great skill set. But they learned that, you know, it, it would be helpful if they found their fucking shoes. Um, 
It would also be helpful if they, you know, kind of cooperated and worked amongst themselves to minimize the reaction from the adults or, or at least the big people in their lives. Um, and so it, it was, it was a taught reaction, right? And I think a lot of times we are, we learn reactions, especially as little kids and, and as humans in families, um, that there are certain, there's a certain amount of control, perce perceived control that we have over the adults uh, that we want the validation from. And so it is not organic for us to know how to just love ourselves and just be love, right? Um, it's really interesting because I think um, I'm a dog person. I'll tolerate a cat, but, and that's not to say there's anything wrong with cats. I just, they're not my favorite. Um, but dogs don't think about how to get a reaction from you. Um, I think cats actually do when they like knock shit over, they're getting a reaction, but, um, dogs just love, like they just show up and they love you. And if they get positive reinforcement, that's better for you and them, but they don't think about it. Whereas like humans, we think about everything probably way more than we need to, but we're not thinking about how I'm just valuable and worthy just by waking up in the morning. Like there's a lot of processing that goes on in our conscious waking time. Um, and it, it, it takes, it shifts a lot of things in, in terms of how we interact with other people. And so um, I'm thinking about, <laughs> um, you know, being a teenager where that external validation is the most important thing. Um, and so really kind of, do people like me? Am I popular? Am I wearing the right clothes? You know, my voice is doing a weird thing or I don't know, I'm getting boobs or whatever. Like being a teenager is the worst time for most human beings because that external validation is where it really gets kind of solidified. And so if you grew up in an environment where your parents are loving you the best they can, but they're not really doing that great a job of really interacting with you and, and building your self-esteem and all of those things, then that's where you start to learn those really kind of not great coping skills of how do I get validation, right? And uh, so one of the things I was thinking this morning and, and certainly yesterday is that we, certainly American humans have learned that we get a lot of validation from being productive um, and from doing, right? So we do our job, we do, you know, acts of service, we do, we do, we're, and as a doer, I do. Um, I don't do for others, that's not true. It's one of my love languages that I, I am a acts of service kind of human, but it's not one of my top ones. Um, but I have and continue to work on not doing to feel valuable and worthy, right? I used to, when people would ask me how my day was, I would validate my day or validate my existence by talking about all the things I got done. I still do that to a degree, which is kind of silly because no one is fucking watching and nobody cares. Um, but it's, it's interesting because we do feel as though I am not enough. My uh, place on the planet is not secure unless I am doing blah, blah, blah things, right? So I'm doing for my partner, I'm doing for my kids, I'm doing for my boss, like I am doing. On one of the TikToks I was talking about how um, really looking at how we're spending our time and what we're spending our time on 
is a great way to indicate where you need to kind of tweak it and do more things for yourself that are about you. Um, we aren't taught to do that. We are taught to do for others. I mean, even from a societal perspective, um, you know, service to others is part of a larger, um, certainly faith-based component, but it's even just like how we treat other humans is how we're validated. And so thinking about, you know, what I'm doing for other people is the best way to validate who I am as a human being, therefore making me worthy of love, affection, attention, validation, whatever. Um, and so it's, it's really an interesting concept to think about if you are focused on needing that validation externally and you're not working on creating it internally, that is going to be your motivator. And so there are lots of generous, kind people who do for others regularly and expect nothing in return, and I love those humans. But what happens oftentimes is we start to build this expectation. I do these things for other people, and so why don't people do things for me? Water. And the reality is they don't have to. Um, and that sounds harsh, but it's true. So when you're doing something from the perspective of, I'm just doing things because I enjoy doing it, because I, you know, get, I get good feelings from being generous or kind or whatever, that's great. Um, and I encourage that, and I think that's fantastic. If you're doing it with the expectation that other people should treat you in that same way, then you will be disappointed almost every time. And so that's something to consider when you think about what you're doing and how you're spending your time with regards to other human beings. Now, if you are giving it to yourself, right? If you are loving yourself, if you are spending time for you, and that is something that you're focused on and, and making a priority, then you're in a much better place to not be codependent. Um, and so codependency is kind of insidious and it happens not just, um, it doesn't just happen to one gender or one certain subset of people, like it happens in all the time. Um, because empathy is our default setting and we care about the people around us, uh, that can be exploited and certainly turned into a codependent situation if the goal is to have that validation or acceptance or love from the people around us. Um, and so I, the other thing that kind of came to mind this morning is certainly for myself in, in relationships, I'm still working on it, but um, oftentimes I have settled for uh, maybe not the greatest relationships, and I don't just mean romantic partners, like even just like friendships or whatever, um, because I wanted that validation and I didn't know what my worth or value is um, because I wasn't really taught that as a kid. What I was taught is my worth and value is based on what I do for other people and um, I'm only worthy or enough if I am in service to other human beings. Um, and certainly, as a human being, 
I, I, I struggle to like make this a gender thing and it's not a gender thing because I think men and women both struggle with that. But really thinking about, you know, my attractiveness or um, I think like for men it's like, you know, my money or my, um, you know, what I can do for you. And so we, we do a lot of transactional um, interaction with the relationships because we're not just loved for who we are, we're loved for what we can do or how we can show up for other people. And so for myself, not recognizing my value and worth, I recognize now that I settled in relationships for a lot of reasons, not least of which was I, let's talk about my marriage, for example. I was a 25-year-old single mom who was, I figured that my, my, uh, my chances of like finding a partner and finding someone for love was not, where well, they weren't very high. Um, and I, I had a great husband who, uh, you know, was very helpful in, in um, promoting my career and, and um, he did a very good job of taking care of his family, both me and, and my daughter. Um, but it was not the relationship for me. I recognized that I settled because I, I realized that I didn't, or at the time, I didn't think I had much worth or value because I had my daughter so young, because, you know, I was not formally educated at that point, <laughs> um, because I didn't really see a lot of assets that I was bringing to a situation outside of what I look like. Um, and I say that not from a um, conceited place. I mean, I do recognize what I look like now. I didn't recognize what I look like then. At 25, I looked much better and younger. Uh, <laughs> but I think a lot of times as human beings, we focus on what we are bringing to the table. And then we have to validate why other people are choosing us based on those things. So if that's true, if my worth and value is based on the assets I'm bringing to the table and not just who I am as a human being, then yeah, I'm gonna work real hard to you know, promote my assets regardless of what they are, to get somebody to fall in love with me or be in a relationship with me or whatever. And if I don't think that my own um, market value is very high, then yeah, I'm gonna settle. I'm going to choose humans who maybe have the same issues and aren't necessarily going to choose me because I'm just kind of fun to be around and, you know, I love really well. Uh, and that's not including my codependent, like, tendencies. I'm just really good at love. Like, I, and I didn't realize that when I was younger. And I didn't realize that I had worth and value outside of what I look like, or you know what I could do for someone else, I just assumed that I wasn't really worth all that much, and so I was going to settle. I was going to take less than what I deserve. Um, deserving is an interesting concept too, because I think oftentimes if we are not consistently taught to love ourselves and feel that we are worthy and deserving of love and attention and all of those things, then we will lower our own market value automatically. Um, and you see it in little kids often when, you know, they don't have friends or they don't have a community of, of people telling them, hey, you're just fun to be around or you're just kind of a cool person or, you know, anything, any kind of message that increases their self 
love, their ability to see themselves as valuable and worthy. And so I think those are things that we can teach our little ones now is that they have worth and value just for who they are, not for what they do, not for the games they have, not for the clothes they wear. None of those things are important. What's important is how they show up as human beings. And if they're kind and generous and all of those things are fine, um, but we're deserving of love just because. Like, I think that's a thing that you know, we're not teaching kids as effectively. Um, that being said, I think it's also important to start to do that for ourselves. So back to priorities and prioritizing ourselves. So I was talking to a girlfriend yesterday um, who was like, I want to get back into therapy. I just don't have time. And uh, I talk about time a lot with other people where she's like, I don't have time to do X, Y, Z thing. Um, I'm so busy. If I get extra hours in a day, like we would probably fill it with more stuff, right? More things to do. Um, but if we're not prioritizing ourselves, then who's going to do that for us? Because some of us have like great partners or friends or family or community who are like, hey, you know, I want to take you to lunch for your birthday or whatever. Um, but there's not a lot of people that if you aren't teaching them, hey, from this time to this time, I take care of myself, right? And certainly as like new parents or parents in general, you generally don't even have time, you know, to go to the bathroom by yourself, let alone have an hour to take a shower or a nice hot bath or whatever. Um, and so parents is a little bit different because, you know, children are soul sucking. Uh, <laughs> but it is important to kind of schedule time for yourself. If you're not doing that, then it's really easy to become frustrated and angry and irritable and, you know, anxious and all those things that come with, you know, kind of just being a human being. So I think prioritizing yourself is going to be super important. Um, working on your self-talk is another form of self-love. And I talk about self-talk a lot, especially, um, when it comes to like anxiety and certainly depression. And, you know, when I was talking to that friend yesterday, um, she kept saying like, I'm so stupid. I just don't, I know, I know better. I should do better. Um, and I, I, when I'm working with clients, oftentimes I'll be like, Hey, you're being kind of judgy about my client. Could you not? Um, and certainly with my friends and family, I was like, Hey, you're kind of being a dick to someone I love and that's not helpful. Um, and so, I think one of the ways to start the self-love journey, and there's so many ways to start, right, but um, is really working on your self-talk and really identifying where it is you are kind of bashing yourself because that's not helpful or kind. Um, I have talked on the podcast before about having a picture of little you. I used to have a picture of like six or seven year old me on my desk. Um, and so it really did help with my self-talk because when I would start to talk shitty to myself, uh, I would look at her and be like, hey, she lives in here. I should probably be nice to that little girl. Um, and it really does help, right? So really changing how you're talking about yourself, prioritizing your needs and making sure that you're taking care of them, um, asking for help from other people. I think I posted something the other day about um, how balance, like living in balance is a myth. Um, and it is because we can't always 100% be all the things to ourselves and everyone else around us. Um, and so sometimes you're going to need help. And I am the worst at asking for help. Um, 
I live in a whole ass other country by myself. <laughs> Should be like, I can do this by myself. Um, what I'm noticing is that I actually do need other human beings because it's helpful, uh, even just to like get around and whatever. But it's important to recognize that you have to be able to turn to your community, whatever that looks like. So if that looks like partners, if that looks like parents, if that looks like friends, if that you know looks like people around you, like asking for help is part of your self-care and your self-love. Prioritizing yourself means I have 87 things to do on my list today. I may only get four done and I'm not going to bash myself or be mean to myself if I don't get them done. I'm going to be able to give myself grace and compassion to be able to say, okay, I did three of the 87 things and then how many of those things are for other people and how many of those things are for me, right? And I don't just mean, you know, taking yourself to the doctor, taking yourself to the dentist, um, you know, buying food. I mean, like, what are you actually doing to make sure that you are on the list of things that are important, right? So am I taking time to go to therapy? Am I taking time to get a massage? Am I taking time to do yoga? Am I taking time to move my body around? Because if you are the first thing to go on your own list, you will run out of energy. You will run out of steam and you will not be able to get the things done. And then you're going to feed yourself the bullshit of I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not, I don't work hard enough. I'm not doing all the things that I need to be doing to take care of myself. Consequently, I'm a terrible person. That's why nobody loves me. It's a whole spiral and it's not helpful. So I think those are kind of the key components to really working on that self-love piece so that you're not settling in a shitty relationship, so that you're not settling for people who don't see your value and worth, not that you need them to validate it, but they just need to see it, and they're not gonna see it if you don't see it. Like, if you don't recognize that you have value just for breathing and being on the planet, I talk a lot about, like, I talk a lot about little kids, which is weird, because I don't like children, but, um, I was a child and I did have one. Um, but little kids don't necessarily like think about how they need you to validate them. They just are. Um, and so that's why they can say whatever they want and you know, wear flip-flops whenever and mismatch socks and all the things. They don't care and they don't care until you tell them that what they're doing is bad or wrong. And so if you're just accepting of who they are, like they don't have, they literally can't do anything. And we love them just because they exist. So don't you deserve that same kind of validation? Like don't you deserve that I exist, I'm here, I take up space on the planet, I deserve love, right? You don't necessarily, I mean, yes, sure, in an ideal world, we all deserve respect. But at the end of the day, like I just at the very least, deserve to be here. And a lot of us, most of us, did not choose in a conscious way to come to this planet and be here. Um, but in a like a spiritual kind of woo-woo way, we did. And so if we can start to give that to ourselves, if we can start with just saying like, because I'm here and because I am love, because I give love, because I'm a fucking human being, then we can give that to ourselves we will be less likely to depend on other people to validate that for us, right? A lot of us are out there doing a lot of extra shit that we 
don't necessarily need to do and people aren't asking for, by the way. Um, and we'll talk about that on a different kind of episode, but we're doing all this extra stuff. And then we get frustrated when people don't like love us, right? I, well, they should love me back because I did all these extra things. Guess what? Nobody fucking asked you to. Like, you're doing it, and I love that for you, but if you're doing it from that place of like having the expectation that somebody should love you back, you will be disappointed. Guaranteed. If we start to recognize, I'm going to do things because I want to do them, I'm going to do things how I want to do them, and people can like it or not, and I'm not saying like be an asshole or kick puppies, I'm saying just show up from a genuine place and then, you know, kind of love yourself for doing it, it will start to feel different. When you start to prioritize yourself and make time for you and make time for the things that you enjoy that you want to do or don't want to do, then it'll feel different. You will start to recognize, I don't have the energy or capacity to go to that potluck thing. Also, potlucks creep me out and I don't want that. So I'm not going to go. Especially, you know, because... I only have so much energetic capacity for myself and for my work, right? So if I'm going to check my energetic bank and be like, okay, how much energy do I have? Do I want to go to this thing? Probably not. I'm going to say no. People are going to have feelings about it and I'm going to let that go. That's an act of self-love. That is an act of self-care to recognize I don't have the, I don't have the energy for it. I will go. I will be frustrated. I will come back, I will be resentful. Like there's a lot of negative side effects that will happen if I am doing things that I don't wanna do, okay? There's a lot of things that will change when you start to recognize, I deserve to uh, make some space for myself. I feel better when I do the things that I wanna do and I deserve love regardless and there are going to be people that love you regardless of what you do for them or how you show up. And then I'm going to give myself grace and a little bit of compassion when I'm uncomfortable and I've done the thing that I didn't want to do rather than beat myself up and I'm so stupid and why did I do that? I'm going to be like, hey, you did it. We're going to start over tomorrow. It'll be fine. Um, and so all of those things kind of work together to help contribute to the self-love thing. Um, the settling piece, super important. We'll talk about that a little bit more, especially in relationships and how codependency shows up. Um, but it is something that you need to pay attention to and really kind of evaluate the, the relationships in your life. Who are you settling or accepting shitty behavior from because they have a title? Talked a little bit about that in uh, The Myth of Family. Um, the other thing I wanted to kind of just say really quickly before I run out of time, the essays that I'm writing, I'm going to post on my website. Um, I've never really done a blog, I'm not a blog kind of person, uh, but all of this writing has been really kind of helpful and it talks, I mean, I have, I am talking in the writing of about the things that contribute to codependency and I think they're super helpful things. If you've been my client, like you know that we talk about these things all the time, um, but I'm gonna make them uh, accessible on the website so that you can read them and check them out and hopefully they resonate with you. Uh, there will be questions at the end of each essay uh, if you wanna do your own work. If you find value in the things that I'm talking about and you have not worked with me before, um, 
I do. I am doing codependency coaching, and it's not like I said. It feels therapeutic. It's not therapeutic. It's therapeutic, but it's not therapy. That's what I was trying to say. Um, and so it's something to consider if you want to do that. Um, you can email me on lx2.cody.coach at gmail. Um, Luna X2. So Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC here on Instagram. Um, and you know, if you're not following my TikTok already, kind of check that out. It might be interesting for you. Uh, mostly because I'm not wearing any makeup and I'm sitting on the floor uh, <laughs> or wherever I'm sitting in the apartment. Um, Greece is much cooler this week. Uh, it's been raining. So that's been nice. Except for when it rains in Athens, apparently it shuts down everything. And, uh, I got stuck in a rainstorm outside on the bus. Uh, I wasn't on the bus yet. And so I spent like an hour just waiting for the rain to stop. So that was fun and, uh, and interesting. It does not rain like that at home. Um, so for those of you uh, in New Mexico and certainly in the States, enjoy your day. I know that you just got started and I am just ending. So it was really good to see all the people who are watching. I'm going to end the podcast. But I'm going to end this with all of you. Take care. All right. So I uh, ended the live with uh, Instagram. I am ending here kind of all over today, but uh, definitely said the most important things that I wanted to say. Um, if you are interested in following X to the X to the Daniel LX2 codependency coaching, um, you can follow us anywhere that you get your podcasts. Um, please leave comments or um, likes or whatever, however you do those things. Um, again, you can follow me on TikTok, um, on Instagram, and on Facebook, and I will talk to you in a week. Take care.